You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm Jamie Bronstein, and with me here today, I have my lovely friend, Kim Garner. Nice to be here. She's awesome, and we're going to get to her amazing story later. So in honor of Valentine's Day coming up in a few days, I also wore red. I don't have a lot of red, but I found it. We tried to get Kim to wear red. Didn't work. It's all good. (laughs) I do not have any red in my closet. Maybe next time. I'm from New York. I'm lucky I'm wearing anything beyond black. (laughs) (laughs) And we're lucky she's here. You're, You're here. You're wearing green. Green is a beautiful color. So... And green actually is our heart chakra, so it's there you go. It's perfect. perfect. So today I thought we'd have a little fun and go over some questions that people have written in about in honor of Valentine's Day. We'll just kind of get into some love advice. So my first question is from Christine in Houston, and she has a situation with her boyfriend where she feels like she has a request and he's just not listening to her. He says he's going to do it, but he doesn't. And it has to do with her dog. They walk the dog, and she says, please, when there are other dogs around, you need to pull the, the leash in so that the dog doesn't go crazy. And he says, okay, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, and he doesn't do it. So she's dealing with feeling really frustrated. So I would say, Christine, the first thing is that, unfortunately, we can't control other people as much as we would all like to. We just can't control other people. But we can also look inside and say, okay, well, I do know that our outside experiences are a reflection of our inner reality. So he's not listening to me. So what does that mean? Maybe I'm not listening to myself. Meaning that if this happened to you and you were not triggered by it, it would not be an issue. But it's saying to yourself, maybe there's an unresolved issue going on that maybe you're not listening to yourself about anything. Maybe it's, you know, you just, there's something, you have a truth inside that you're not revealing. You're, you need to make a decision and you're not kind of going with what you think you should go with. So I would say just maybe start listening to yourself more. And then if someone, whether it's him or anybody else, you feel like they're not listening to you then in the future, it it won't bother you anymore. I know that was kind of a deep answer, but that's the answer that comes from me. Um, So listen to yourself and also just know at the end of the day, we cannot control anybody else. What do you think about that, Kim? Um, Mine will be a little bit lighter maybe. I know this situation with with my partner, Mark. Um, When he doesn't listen to me, generally he has a different opinion as to what to do, and he will appease me by saying, sure, no problem, and then he won't do it. Um, And it's really because because it's it's not so much he's ignoring me purposely. It's more like he may not agree with what I am telling him. So I would just say um, to that, the best thing to do is actually sit down uh, in a non-confrontational way and really just have a conversation about really what's going on and maybe just asking. Like, if you're not doing it, is it because you really think that that's not the way that we should be doing this with the dog? And, like, how could we how could we um, look at the situation different and just see if there's something under that? And I always say to people that they might not necessarily understand each other's point, but at least if they validate each other's point. Like, she was saying that he feels like she's being condescending and treating him like 
she's the mom and mm. she's saying a I don't want to be your mom like that's a little unattractive and B that's not my intention so he has his own insecurities about feeling that she's trying to control him and it just it gets well, pe- yeah very and people confusing. don't like to be controlled by the other people as you were saying it's not for us to control anyone else Every, we can only control how we feel and exactly. how we deal with the situation we can't be you know controlling what other people think so for, you know for me it's always about how can you be honest in a really calm way and go okay you're not listening to me so what's really going on here and can we talk about it and, s- and see what comes up and you know he may very well say i don't think what you're saying we should be doing is the right thing so then your choice is like, do you listen or do you argue? But trying to force someone to do what you want them to do is not gonna, uh, is not gonna be very helpful. It never works. Or get you very far. And the bottom line is whether it's this or anything else, or in this situation, it's not about the dog. <laughs> it's not about this situation. There's, there are underlying issues going on. So I would say, and also in the most lighthearted, fun humor way, just say, you know what, let's, let's talk about this. You know, I think there are other things going on. Um, I will say the uh, the number one thing we all want, just, you know, as part of the human family, is we all want to be listened to. So it's really hard to, um, when you're talking over somebody or you're arguing with them or you're being condescending, it's really, um, it's hard to feel you're being listened to. So it's hard to really get to the heart of any matter when uh, when you're not in a kind of a calm space that you could say let me let me really hear what you have to say but at the same time we also getting back to what we were talking about we can't control we have no control over if someone is going to listen to us or not so as long as we're at peace in our life and our in our everyday life and we know we're listening to ourselves if we come across a situation where we feel like someone's not listening to us that's their choice you know we stay in our peace because that's we can't control that and Absolutely maybe and right. we find someone else to listen to us. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe find another person. Just kidding. Totally kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So we feel like that. Hopefully that that's helpful. Is complete. Yeah. Um, let me know if you need any further advice. Number two. This is from Stacy in New York, and she has written in about the fact that she has a date on Valentine's night. Mm. So yay! Congratulations. Here's the problem. She texted the guy a few days ago and she said she just wanted to know are we still on for Thursday she didn't say Valentine's Day which I think is that's smart you know like being cool like she doesn't remember it's Valentine's Day like always play aloof so she (laughs) sent him there was an episode on Friends years ago Jennifer Anson's always she's like just be aloof be aloof so Stacy be aloof you're doing a good job so she already texted him and she said do I text him again? She has not heard back from him. So here's my advice. You can follow it or you don't have to. Do not text him again. And I know that's so hard. Mm. And I know you're thinking, you're trying to rationalize, okay, but, well, Thursday is Valentine's Day. I mean, I need to know, you know, what I'm going to be doing. But the thing is, if you're supposed to see him on Valentine's Day, you will. And if you're not, then you're not. If you get another invitation, let's say from Bob or whoever, or George calls you up, take the invitation. You know, like, I don't think that by texting by texting him again, it's, it can only hinder you. It cannot help the situation because he got the text. So let's just see. Let's give him a little time. What do you think? Um, 
we often want to text back because we're anxious yeah. about wanting to know what the outcome is. And uh, if the outcome is really he's not going to call you for Valentine's Day, then whether you text him or not, it's not going to really change that outcome. Um, as painful as that can be sometimes when we don't get what we want, um, obviously for sure hurt feelings. Um, the other thing is it's just Valentine's Day and uh, one guy shouldn't determine how you're feeling about yourself and uh, so often in most cases it's actually not about us it's about something going on with the other person. So if there's a way you can find uh, some peace Take a deep breath, put on something great, go out. If you don't hear from him, make it like a challenge to yourself. Go out. I lived in New York City for a long time. It's probably the best city in the world to go and talk to strangers. Go somewhere, go, go, like, look great. Go somewhere, sit at a bar, have a drink, and make it an adventure. And you never know. It actually might be the best thing, better than the guy that's going to take you out. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't text back. Because what if you go to, like, Mercury Bar, I just made that up, and you meet Charlie there? You never know. Or find find out what your single friends are doing and just they love you. They're not going to be mad if you cancel at the last minute and just say, I'm with you guys. There is a lot of pressure for Valentine's Day. There we'll is, talk later. I do some work at this girls' school, and we're reframing Valentine's Day as a day of love for yourself, yes. for your friends for strangers i'm doing this partnership with meals on wheels and it really is about um just love in general it's a guy and if he's not calling you if he's not calling you and not wanting to take you out um he's not the guy you really want anyway and yeah just just and you don't know that he doesn't want to take you out something else may have come up or he's not sure i mean there's so many different reasons we um as we like to say we have negative uh uh, future fantasies about what we think sometimes uh, things are going to happen and most of the time it has nothing to do with us or what we're thinking is going to happen that's negative so I would just let it go and don't try not to get yourself in that place of um, feeling it's about you and getting right. down on yourself like just just go out and have fun it's a day go love yourself it's just you know beam your shiny happy self out there in the world and go have a drink and meet some new people and, that for? <laughs> and also just trust, just trust that if he writes you back or if he doesn't, there's a reason. And just trust in that, that whatever is supposed to be is going to happen. Before we go on to the next question, I love the way you say the word about. About. Oh. Are you from, are you are from Canada? I'm from Canada. Well, we'll hear, <laughs> hear that story every time she says about. Well, you say I say about. I actually say about. But say it again. You, about. About. Yes. I that's probably how we say would it say like it. a Chicago person. Yeah. About yeah. and yeah. about. Okay. So, getting on to our next question. Rachel from Miami wrote in about the fact that she is really ready to move on from her ex boyfriend. She wants to manifest a, a new relationship, maybe perhaps the one. And her ex boyfriend keeps writing to her, keeps wanting to stay in communication, in communicado. And my personal advice to you, because she she's saying that she feels like she can't move on or she's worried that she's not going to be able to move on if she's still in that in the past. So my personal view is if your ex is not going to be in your future, there's no point of your ex being in your present. 
you had the relationship, you did your learning and you're growing. Hopefully, you know, you could look back and reflect and learn and grow. But there really is no point. I think it's so important to close that door so that your heart, your mind, your soul, everything can be open for that new person to come in. So I would say very gently in a loving manner, just tell him that you know you, this is what I need. I'm doing this for me. I hope you understand with all due respect. And actually, this is for both of us. You know, we both deserve to find the, the person that's right for both of us. So I would say just do it in a very gentle manner. But definitely, if you can, just really close that door so that you can be open for the next door to open. Yeah, I really agree with that. Um, you know, we all have choices about... Um, what we want to bring into our life and when you continue to hold on to relationships that you've you know you've just worked through and um you're not in at the present time it does take space up inside to just um be open to new things um you know i'm a big believer of energy and that you can manifest and any energy that is um, held for someone else blocks the possibility of energy for someone else to come in and it's, uh, it makes it a little easier to some, sometimes to think back when you're, um, when you're not feeling great, when you're single and you're still looking, yes. to, to look back and go, oh, you know, I've got him. I'm just going to talk to him because we're still in this relationship. I just don't think that that stuff's healthy. I think with you, like, move on. Yeah. I don't think having a friendship with an ex is a bad thing, but not at this particular time and it definitely sounds like um like you're choosing to uh give some space to that so i would say that that's probably the healthiest thing to do yeah for you and for him i loved what you said about that for him as well because he probably doesn't even realize that he needs to let go in order to have someone else come in his life so you're actually doing him a a, a service by and letting it go like what you just said if you feel like you can have a healthy relationship with an ex and both parties are on board and you're not spending every night together you know it's also about time we have only a certain amount of time in every day so if you're spending all your time with your ex but you have the intention of meeting the man of your dreams then you literally that can't happen so yes you have a choice and I would just say as far as like it, it's not easy to set boundaries with uh, with people and especially an ex when there's like a lot of f- you know feelings and old feelings involved. So I would just say be as kind as you can and be as honest as you can to just say you need some space in your life uh, and that you you know you care about him, you want the best for him and hopefully you can be friends in the future, but right now you just need a little bit of space and just you know be as kind as you can. And if you have a friend that you want to fix him up with, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Say I have the perfect girlfriend, because then you can get him off your back. Kidding, but not kidding. Um, But I hear stories about that all the time, you know, that I fix this person up with the ex and da-da-da. So, um, but I think you, you got the message. So thank you so much for writing in. And our final question, and then we'll move on to Kim's story, is actually from a man. This is great, because I know a lot of women watch this show, so it's great to know that Men watch it also. This is from Daniel in Chicago. So, hi, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Say hello to my family and friends in Chicago. Get some pizza. Get a Chicago hot dog for me. So, Daniel has an interesting question, and actually, I've dealt with this a lot of times with my clients. He is, he's going to a bachelor party in a few weeks, 
and he his inclination is that he wants to tell his girlfriend who he senses to be a little untrusting and insecure he wants to tell her that he's going to a, on a trip with his family so he wants to know if that's okay my advice is no slippery slope don't do that honesty I know it's cliche honesty is the best policy if this is somebody who you feel like you could have a future with you do not want the foundation of your relationship to be based on lies and once you start lying and then the lies 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 it's just it takes too much energy to keep up so if this is a situation where you feel like she is insecure and she's not trusting just bless her soul that is what she needs to work on and I hope that she does but if you can empower yourself to say you know what I'm a man men go on men go to bachelor parties this is something we do and you say it in a beautiful sweet way and just say do you think you can trust me and just have a real honest conversation but don't tell her that you're going to Venezuela with your family or whatever you were going to tell her please don't um, and I think whether you're you know I just think you want to stand up in yourself and be the best person you can be and lying to anybody especially a girlfriend is just not uh, it's not going to feel good to you inside um, I would sort of ask the question why uh, you know what's going on that your girlfriend uh, is uncomfortable with you going to that party and maybe starting with that conversation there so I mean I you know I don't know what your relationship is uh, some women are not uh, don't feel that great about what could go on at a bachelor party but I think if it's a relationship you really care about and she cares about you again it's all that communication and honesty and you know is there stuff that you guys can work on together around that because uh, I'm sure that if it goes beyond just the bachelor party yeah and maybe it, but so a lot of times girls or guys go into a relationship with their conditioned stories from the past and so they don't even give that new person a chance to show them I am a trustworthy person that other person comes in with a wall I'm just not gonna trust you and then it's just kind of a disaster so I would say if you believe you're a trustworthy person you've given her no reason to not trust you then yeah really have an honest conversation about do you really think that do you think that you can trust me eventually or, you know maybe all, not I mean now. you know life is full of all these situations and it's really how we learn and we grow and so it's actually a really great opportunity to sit down and ask her what's uh, you know what makes her uncomfortable and what's sort of scaring her inside about uh, the worry or the concern about that because you know and you could really learn something and I suspect you could even uh, get in a much deeper loving conversation around what else is going on that you as the guy wants to you know like help make her feel better in a in a great way and she has a chance to sort of open up and say you know I've had this experience in the past or whatever it is um, and then she gets to share that so definitely not lying definitely I, not lying. I love that you just said that this is an opportunity so if great you look opportunity at this in a positive manner this is an opportunity for an honest conversation also, just in general, just what's coming to me is that whenever we have fear about anything, so we're talking about this girl, a lot of times the fear becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
So I always tell my clients, the more fearful you are of something that's going to happen in a relationship, let's say it's you're not going to trust that person, and the more that they know that you have that fear, somehow then if you're worried that somebody's going to cheat on you, there's a good chance that they might because you're so fearful and you're bringing it up all the time, all the time, that the person says, I might as well if they're going to think I'm going to. Not that they do it on purpose, but I see this all the time. So my advice is just try to extinguish that fear and work on why you have that fear. And then you can go into relationships trusting yourself and trusting the other person. And then if that relationship is supposed to blossom naturally and actually be this soul-connected, you're supposed to be together relationship, then it will. There won't be anything that's hindering it. Yeah, and relationships are all about communication between two people and uh, really getting to know each other. And we all have stories. Not one of us walking on this earth is getting away without any stories that get in our way. So who knows what those are or how deep they are. And then they manifest in, you know, everyday kind of situations. Um, So I do. I actually think it's a really great opportunity if this is, you know whether it's a long-term relationship or not, it's excellent practice for you to uh, just be in your integrity uh, and being a really caring guy, asking what's going on and see if there's a way that you can stand forward and just make her feel a little better about it. And again, you can only do the best you can and and yeah. however the conversation turns out, it's really actually interesting information for you uh, to just know um, how that you know, how that's going to go in the future. So good luck. Don't lie. At the end of the day, (laughs) if you feel like she's really stuck there, then that will be a decision you need to make because it's, I don't recommend anybody being in a forever relationship with, with lack of trust. I think that's one of the most important things. So we're sending you light and love and whatever's for the highest good will happen. So let's move on to... Myth to me, Kimberly Garner. <laughs> so before I ask you my questions, yes. why don't you tell us? She has an amazing story, and there's a big shift that happens in her story um, that I think everybody will be very interested in. Mm. So can you tell us? Well, I did grow up you? in Toronto, Canada. About? Toronto, as we say, we don't pronounce that T. In Toronto, Canada, um, had a really interesting career. I went. I got my BA in economics way back in the day when I thought I should be a business, you know, banking person, uh, encouraged by my parents, Um, was always super creative and wanted to get into something uh, more that really sort of tapped into that um, creativity. So went from fashion into music and uh, worked for a record record label up in Canada and then a manager and we managed Rush and Van Halen. And then in 1996, I moved to New York City. I had a chance to start a label with Doug Morris, who is a legend in the industry. And uh, we built, which is today Republic Records, uh, at the time, we you know built it from scratch into like a $100 million plus label. And um, I uh, ran all the marketing and artist development. And uh, it was fantastic. So, uh, and I would say what I loved most about it was working with young talented artists and probably one of my superpowers is to uh is to kind of see real authentic greatness in people and artists so uh you know fortunately 
I had a great president who, you know, trusted, uh, who trusted that in me. And uh, so I got to kind of step out on some great ones myself, like Amy Winehouse and Florence and the Machine and Jack Johnson. I all, like, you know, championed here. And, you know, executives that I hired, like budding superstar executives that, uh, that I, you know, I just saw something really special in and got to, uh, got to kind of help them, foster them to grow. It so. seems like you were using a mixture of your intuition and your just experience, basically. But really, your intuition. Yeah, and I think I am a, I am really attuned myself to my own. Um, you trust yourself. Yeah, like that 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 inner joy that I get when I'm really aligned with who I am and what I'm doing. And when you're dealing, like in any art, I mean, art really. Uh, we respond to art because who's ever creating it or a musician is being so honest or the best artists are being so honest about what they want to say and um, they're not doing it I want to be loved I hope I sell a lot of tickets yeah. it's like they have something to say it comes from their heart they say it in all their vulnerability and then we recognize that and uh, it kind of makes us feel and like we're inspired that we can be the same like we can step up in our own greatness so I would say that that was you know a big part of what I loved about what I did um, I had a chance I guess it was at the end of 2012 um, I was starting to get a bit restless because I was starting to actually as I was doing uh, I was starting to feel like hmm what am I really great at? And what do I really want to be doing? I've been doing it for a really long time. And, um, and it was showing up for me in a couple ways. Um, like for me, the whole idea of um, being your best self and sort of stretching and pushing yourself to just to see how great you can be. I would say I'm a, a, a cheerleader of uh, potential and uh, a maximizer of possibilities. So I did it through slogan? sports. I did it through sports. So I learned to whitewater kayak. And so I learned to kayak and I kayaked all over the world. And um, there was a river that I started rafting on and I went on that river and I said, someday I'm gonna come back in one of these little boats and I'm gonna raft this class five river. And five years later I did it. And, and I remember bursting into tears when I finished the end of the run and the people were like, are you okay? Aww. And I'm like, yes, I had a dream that I was gonna figure this out and I was gonna come back and do it uh, five years later. So, and you know, you're an incredible nature. And, and then I decided I was gonna huck myself up all the Tour de France mountains just so that I could prove that I could do it, albeit much slower than the pros do. Um, so it always kind of manifested for me through physical sports. But uh, you know, I'd been doing this job for a really long time and um, started to get a little you know, honestly, a little annoyed sometimes with the self-centeredness of some of the artists or the managers. And I had an opportunity to leave the label at the end of uh, 2012. And uh, so I took this gift that I got from the label to leave and um, kind of decided I wanted to pursue my own, see where, you know, what was my... Uh, what was out there for you? What was out there for me and what was gonna make me shine my brightest? Like what was next? And uh, it was interesting because, you know, like many of us women, I hate being vulnerable. And it was actually a quite vulnerable time because I'd given up this really big job, albeit nice little bank account to go with it, but I'd given up this big job. And so you have to go like, well, who am I if I'm not like Miss Uber, New York record exec? Um, 
And a friend of mine in San Francisco said to me, I'm going to give you some great advice. I'm like, what's that? And he said, he said um, if you don't have a reason to say no, say yes. He says, as long as you're safe. But he goes, you're coming into this time where you really don't know what you're going to do. So really, like, trust your heart. But if you don't have a reason to say no, say yes. I thought, that is really interesting. So I sort of went off on that. I really like that. Yeah. I want everybody to write that down. Maybe get a tattoo on it. Whatever. <laughs> I really Put that on your wall. I really like that. Because yeah. you can apply that to anything in life. So I was skiing. This is three months later, I guess. I was skiing in Aspen, and um, I went to rent some skis, and there was this really cute guy that had, you know, was giving me skis, and uh, my knees kind of buckled, and um, and I'm not a good flirt. Didn't really learn that part from my mom. And, uh, and was with a much younger friend of mine. And uh, she's like, you're terrible at that. Get back in there and tell him you hate your skis and you get new skis. Anyway, this happened three times. And finally, it was just like I gave him my phone number. I had no idea who he was, married. I didn't know anything other, other than something kind of really attracted me to him. And I use that. If you don't have a reason to say, just say yes. And I thought, I'll just do it if it's meant to be it'll meant to be and so he called me a couple of days later and the reason he was in the shop is his best friend runs the whole shop he was taking time out had just got divorced from uh from michigan his son would come and visit and if he w worked in the ski shop for half a day a week the ski company would give him a like a season pass and he would have all rentals and all that to take care of his son so that was you know he's like and that happened to be when i met him and then he invited me on this trip that he got invited to on this this cruise south france so in that if i don't have a reason to say no say yes and i thought how bad could it be i feel safe with them. the france i'm gonna go and we spent a week together and um anyway fast forward i knew him 14 days i'd spent 14 days with him and then he was going to move back to michigan and i said if you don't move to michigan i'll move to aspen for the summer and uh we'll see how it goes so we got an apartment together moved in to I moved to Aspen I'm like the this like uber business chick from New York and I had a car and I had my kayak on my roof and my bike and I had whatever I could fit in my SUV and I'm outside my apartment and I'm like putting in my GPS Aspen Colorado like such a girl I love it okay I gotta figure out how to get there now and I drove to Aspen and we got this apartment and I thought like I am really now gonna spend time and see how I do at relationships because I wasn't very good in New York it was very hard for me like it was you're out all the time st so much stimulation took so much for me to do that job that um, I just didn't really have the bandwidth for a guy uh, so seven years later here we are so what do you think it was that happened in your life that you manifested this relationship? Because you didn't really give us a background in Dating. what was before him. Um, I didn't really have a lot of room to date. I mean, it was an incredible job, big job. It certainly wasn't nine to five. My president always used to like to joke around that it's a lifestyle, not a... Uh, not a career so it was full on and there's a part of me that needs to just kind of go home and be quiet and I need a little bit of my own space so I didn't really have the room as much as I said I want to I you know I want to find a guy I didn't really have the bandwidth to do it all so it really wasn't until I left all of the hoopla of New York City and said what do I want? Like, what could make me happy? What in this new journey could I be doing? And then all of a sudden, there he was, he showed up. So I really think it was just I had some space to be open and certainly not having any idea 
that it was going to work or not work but it was right. just like if you don't have a reason to say no say yes and just see how it was going to go and and I did make a decision if I can be really good at my career I can be really good at a relationship if I try and so I thought this will be a this will be my little project <laughs> my little summer project to actually see how loving I can be in a relationship and see if it works so that's and then and then fast forward and then we I decide okay I got to work again what about we go to LA and we drove to LA together put whatever stuff we had in a storage unit got in got a hotel room and we're like okay now what and I um, started my consulting company and work uh, one of my main clients is AEG and I do a whole bunch of other things so um, yeah so it's almost like what we were talking about before you needed to end that relationship mm -hmm. the job mm -hmm. it wasn't aligned with you and you really had to put that close that door in order to open this door that's more aligned with you and then there he showed up so. and you have to just pay attention to what those you know like really what's what's going on what's your intuition saying what's your heart really telling you about what you wanted you know I had a, I it was just like great great time in New York it was like everything I could imagine but a lot of my friends were moving away and I was starting to feel a little lonely. My family, I was all from Toronto, so I didn't have any family in New York. And uh, I think that that contributed it to, to it as well. Lots of friends all over, lots of relationships all over. But I was traveling to them, and I'd come home, and I was always by myself. So I think that was like, you know, I really, you know, I'm like, I don't know, maybe a lot of people feel this. I'm a successful businesswoman in New York. I got money, I got all this stuff going on, but I'm alone, so really what's that, you know? What's it all about after that? So yeah. uh, so I kind of went into this new journey. And then as you know, um, got my, uh, my did my two-year program at University of Santa Monica in spiritual psychology, which is really all about sort of paying attention to inside and you know, where does joy really come from? And, you know, as we all s figure out, it's not from money. It's not from lots of stuff. It's really about, you know, what makes you come alive? What do you love to do? What's really authentic? How does that line up with who you were born to be and what talents mm -hmm. and stuff you have? So working, you know, like doing that whole degree, it was really fine-tuning for me uh, more about... Uh, why I'm here, which is really to champion all of us to be our brightest. Um, yeah, when we tap into what feels right for us, yeah, then everything changes. To really know what you're great at, own your superpowers. Own like I, you know, just this uh, friend of mine's daughter called her once, and she's shy. Called her and said, "Mom, you know, we're going we're going to this party, and." I'm, you know, uncomfortable at these parties. Everyone else can talk to anybody, but I'm kind of shy, and I'm a really good listener. And I thought, oh, she could just embrace being a great listener as a superpower, yeah. right? Because that's what she's really good at. And listen, the world could use a lot more people that listen instead of always talking. So, yeah, I think it's like how do we really figure out what we're good at, um, what's really natural to us, um, what gets us really excited, really tap into that and really own that. Um, and then really figure out what gets in our way. Because we do, as you had mentioned before, we have a lot of stories, a lot of old stories we carry that don't really serve us anymore that uh, can just get in our way. So clear out the old stories, rise up in like how unique and great you are, and you truly will feel more creative, 
happier, more joyful inside, more compassion. And when you're in that place for yourself, you can be, you'll just show up in the world differently and all your relationships will change. So I, re, you know, that whole, if you're happy with yourself, you'll be happy in a relationship. Totally agree. So do so. I. And I love that it happened for you. I'm so happy that you did this work and you made that huge shift and that your life has just become so much better. Yeah. So I'm so happy for you. Thank you. So um, we are running out of time a little bit, but I would love you to tell us a little bit about the work that you do at the Gals School, and then she also works in prisons where she does mm. really interesting therapeutic work with the prisoners. So, uh, you know, I think it's all the same work, really, whether you're a prisoner, where you're, I mean, when you're incarcerated, whether you're a 10-year-old or whether you're an adult. Stuff gets in our way, generally stories we pick up from when we were younger uh, that sort of inform how we see the world and you know the work is how can you look at those stories and go oh is that really true most of the time not so I work at this school called gals girls girls athletic leadership skills and uh, it's an amazing school from an alumni from USM uh, who who really brings sort of heart-centered empowerment skills to these girls. It's a middle school, so the girls are 10 to 12. And an hour a day they do this work, whether it's creative writing or whatever, like my voice matters, I have choices and responsibilities, so I can show up in the world. And um, so I'm a volunteer coach there. And it's incredible to see these girls um, sort of own what they're good at and... Uh, really empower themselves to believe in them, themselves in that uh, from that young age. And so at, for Valentine's Day, I put this partnership together with um, St. Vincent Meals on Wheels, where the girls today were making Valentine's Day cards for 300 at-risk seniors that Meals Aww. for Wheels delivers meals to. And these people are alone. And uh, so we just thought, what a great way, not only intergenerational, but for these girls to open their heart and teach them about service, right? Like, you feel so good when you help others. Yes. Um, and we've themed their whole week this week uh, around love. So, and the cards would you know bring me to tears how open and loving and all the stuff they learn in school they are projecting on this card so don't forget you're awesome we I care about you you know like all these yourself. beautiful things yes and they did you know and so they made these art cards today and so uh they're gonna go in all these meals on uh on thursday um so i work with the girls that just need a little help in remembering their greatness and well, at the I think, yeah, I think that one of the most amazing things that you do, that's what you are doing, which you didn't necessarily touch upon, but I know it's what you do, is the fact that these girls might not have somebody that's as a mentor. And so how beautiful it is that you are there to be there to help guide them, to be there for them to listen and to remind them to love themselves. Well, it's, you know, it's interesting to you. So then I, I do, it's called Freedom to Choose. And Freedom to Choose is an amazing organization where they go into uh, men's and women's prisons in, uh, you know, mid-Northern California. They actually have the potential to go all around the country, but with funds and everything, they're, you know, they're trying to make that happen. But we go in, and there's about 80 of us, and we'll go up to the prison, and we'll do a workshop. And it really is about, like, what triggers you, how can you get out of your own way? What happened to you that was so so painful that you got 
you know, you, you got there in the first place. And as a participant, showing up just in your loving, without judgment, with compassion, it can be hard uh, just not judging them. But if you really, you know, like, you know, for me, their stories are heartbreaking. Yeah. And who am I to say that if I didn't have that upbringing, that I wouldn't be in a situation similar? So both the school, the gal school, and in life and at the prison, it's all about choices and responsibility. So we all get to choose the life that we want. So every choice we make, you have repercussions of those choices. And at these girls, they're really at that age because they want to blame their moms. Or, But if you do this, these are your two choices. It can either go this way or it can go this way. No problem, whatever you want to do. But no, you are responsible. It's your choice as to what happens. Um, so on the other. And same with, you know, same with uh, these amazing prison. souls trying to really forgive themselves and believe that they can actually move on from what they did. Just to address the girls mm. and maybe some prison mates that mm -hmm. made some decisions a long time ago, I remember I, I had a... Um, this was in 2004. I had a supervisor who was very seasoned, and I was talking to her about the certain client, and and she taught me that your prefrontal cortex is not fully developed into, until you're 25 years old, and that is in charge of making the right or the wrong decision. So, oh my God, my mind was blown when I heard that because it makes so much sense. Of course, people go out throughout their lives at any age, and you make mistakes, but there's it's almost like kids, they, it's almost like they can't help it sometimes because their, their, the brain is not fully developed. Yet, at the same time, looking back, any decisions as a child, like, oh, I'm not supposed to steal the cookie from the cookie jar, you know. Well, and I <laughs> Intuitively, actually, you always know. I'd love to know what you think. Like, so to me, there's a difference between shame and guilt. So guilt is you feel really bad about something that you did shame but doesn't mean that you're a bad person right shame is and it never means you you're a bad person. feel you're a bad person like you actually believe that what you did is so shameful you that you are not a good person and certainly you know all those people that are incarcerated are you know are in living in that space where they're right. saying i am not even good enough to be worthy to think that i can actually reform so it's helping them remember that it was just bad choices yeah that under their circumstances that they can take responsibility. We're not saying that they were condoning what they did, right. but take responsibility for what you did, learn from that. How can you sort of heal that hurt? And same with the girl, you know, the girls too. It's like, how do you um, not feel when you're a young kid trying to figure out how you're gonna show up in the world, not think it's you. And yeah. you know, and as you know, kids take on a lot of this stuff. So it's letting them remember like, you know, you're great, and uh, you can learn from all of this. And at the end of the day, we are all beautiful we souls. Are. And we all have our own soul's we curriculum. Are. We come to this earth. It's kind of all planned out, and we all have different things we have to work on. And if we pay attention and we work on those things, then our life will just be grand, and the best we can live the best lives possible. We have the choice to have that, yes. So we need to wrap up. Mm -hmm. um, Kim, can you please tell our viewers how they can find you if they have any questions if they want to write to you or anything um email. you can go to kimgarner.com which is my uh more sort of coaching site uh and then on linkedin and all of that um for any on the business stuff so just uh, kim garner but uh yeah any 
coaching or any other uh, anything else I can help in that way or just you know want to talk more about gals or the prison work uh, would be great yeah awesome. I'm happy and available yeah and as always you can find me at therelationshipexpert.com or you can email me at jamie j-a-i-m-e at therelationshipexpert.com and on my site all my links are there I'm also doing I relaunched my site I'm doing live chat so live chat is up so feel free to live chat me up um, and please continue to send in any questions you have this was really fun that I read some of the questions that came in and we answered them so feel free to do that and I hope all of you have a wonderful Valentine's Day thank you for joining me today thank you and um, remember love is in here show up in here for you and then all it just spreads out to the world so happy Valentine's Day everybody I love it. Happy Valentine's Day. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.